mom found out, you know, about George Hodel and she found out that he was one of the suspects in the murder of Elizabeth Short, who was famously known as the Black Dahlia. You have to know that, you know, what is going on in your family or the generational trauma that has happened in your family does not define who you are. In the darkness, there is always light. You always have to look for the light. Are you feeling stuck, lost, tired, or uninspired? We've all been there, including myself. I'm Coach Des, mindset motivator and lifestyle entrepreneur. I'm here to tell you that the best, unapologetic, and limitless version of yourself is yet to come. The Born Unbreakable podcast is here to inspire just that. With motivating guests from all different walks of life and around the world, their stories will empower you to unlock abundance and your unbreakable spirit. Do you need accountability? Reach out to me for a free consultation of how I can support you in reaching your maximum potential. Hey everyone, it is Coach Des here, host of the Born Unbreakable podcast, and I am launching Born a Boss Babe 90-Day Transformational Program starting in August, and I'm looking for 18 to 24-year-old young, confident women who are ready to step up and excel in life. What is the biggest difference of somebody like an Oprah or a LeBron James? It's having that mentorship and coaching. So if you're ready to supercharge your life, Hit me up, Des, at bornunbreakable.com for more details. Welcome to the Born Unbreakable podcast. I was just telling my guests that I could not sleep last mm-hmm. night. I could not sleep because this is literally an episode that I have been waiting to have, and, and I was thinking about it all night long, and, and here I am. And I've, I'm never nervous on my show but I just had all these butterflies because the two women that I have today are some of the most remarkable human beings that I've had the pleasure to listen to and learn about. And the fact that they're here today is is truly a blessing for me. So if you are a true crime junkie like myself, like seriously, if I'm not listening to self-help, I'm probably listening to Dateline, their (laughs) podcast, and every other major crime podcast that there is, then you're in for a real treat. I have Rasha Picarero and Yvette Gentile, who are the co-hosts of the wildly, insanely popular, like 18,000 almost reviews popular podcast called Root of Evil. And so that is your first homework assignment. If you're coming here today and you haven't listened yet, that is the first thing you need to make sure that you do. And they're also have a podcast that I'm currently listening to right now called Facing Evil. So I'll let them talk about that. But they have a very fascinating family history, which we'll get into a little bit. Um, that's, you know, the whole genesis of, of one of the reasons why I wanted them on the show. And they have a fascinating story, um, which they tell about their mother, Fauna Hodel. Um, and there's a show called I Am the Night, which you actually can watch right now on Hulu, which I've watched end to end. You can tell I'm obsessed with your story. Um, and it's incredible. It's It really is. I mean, th- there's a reason why you ladies have, you know, once you told your, your family story, 
you know, went on Dr. Oz and Dr. Phil and the Today Show and all this stuff because it really is a different way of true crime podcasting because there's there's like this autobiographical kind of vibe to it because it's about your family. And that's such a unique thing in this space of true crime, which honestly is the most popular genre, you know, that there is in podcasting. Um, and so just... For context, Yvette lives in San Francisco. <laughs> My gosh, I was raised there. Amazing. That's, that's and amazing. Portland, which I've worked in, is where Rasha is. And we share something really, really special, which is we have roots in Hawaii. If anybody's watching the episode, you can see I you know, brought my you know, Ohana Aloha vibes today. So I'm all about that. And I know that one of the reasons I was attracted to these women is because of your Aloha mm. spirit. So there's probably about 50 other things I can say that is quite impressive, but then we would never get to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Boredom Breakable podcast, ladies. Oh, my gosh. Des, like you could be our PR person. I know. Well. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That was amazing. That was amazing. Should I bring a sign and hold it up? Or would that be <laughs> Not weird at all. That's so weird. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I I'm I was so touched by your story. Every every friend that I have that's a crime podcast listener has listened to your story. And, you know, so I think we we have to start there. The Hodel family history is 70 years of 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 darkness and and starting with your great grandfather George Hodel um, and the Black Dahlia. So why don't one of you kind of take us into your family history? And I'd also love to hear how you started to uncover it. Obviously, you, that came from your mom, you know, Fauna. So tell us a little bit about the history and how did you start to learn about it? Wow. Well, I'll start. I'll start at the beginning a little bit. And it's really funny because you said that I live in San Francisco. And it just so happens my mom was born at the unwed mother's house on Masonic. I did not know that when I moved in with my husband. So when we talk about like coincidences and symbol and signs, I don't, that's a huge sign. So she was born, you know, here in San Francisco and she was given out, given away at birth to a black family who was Jimmy Lee and Homer Faison. He was a shoe shine man. She was a maid. They raised her in Reno, Nevada, and obviously she was given away under mysterious circumstances because on her birth certificate, like we talk about all the time, it said that her father was Negro and her mother was Caucasian. So back in the 50s, that's why she was given away to a, a Black family. So we, so we thought. <laughs> and so she was raised in Reno, Nevada, but her, her Black grandmother always said, never change your name. You know, you come from money. Don't ever change your name. And so being told this from the time she was very little, she kind of knew that there was something bigger that she had to find out. And it was the time like she was eight years old, she really started searching, you know, for her, her real family. And fast forward, you know, in the early 70s, she finally gets in touch with Tamar, who's in Hawaii. I'm six years old. We fly to Hawaii meet her mother for the first time, which I described that all on Root of Evil, which was like, you know, something out of the Partridge family. <laughs> you know, it was truly like that. And when she tells, when she, you know, is having these intimate conversations with her mother, Tamar then tells her that she's not Black. 
So you can imagine, you know, being raised by a Black family dealing with racism on both ends of the spectrum, but truly, you know, in your soul, believing that you were Black. Why would somebody lie and say that your father was Negro? So when she's given this information, it completely and utterly destroyed her identity. Um, and then Tamar goes on to tell her about her her grandfather, George Hodel, and that there was incest in the family. So that's when it all began. Um, you know, obviously I was very young, so I didn't understand all of that until years later when we moved to Hawaii and I'm in my teens, but I'll let Rasha jump in. Um, but it's, you know, it's a wild, it's a wild and crazy story. And the fact that my mom, you know, didn't break, she was born unbreakable, mm-hmm. that's for certain. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's where we get that strength is, you know, from our mother. So that no was doubt. the beginning. That was the very beginning. And also on that trip, you know, I wasn't born yet. I'm the baby sister. But on that trip, mom found out, you know, about George Hodel. And she found out that he was one of the suspects in the murder of Elizabeth Short, who was famously known as the Black Dahlia. And she also found out about, it was called a morals trial at the time, but it was an incest trial, right, quote unquote, morals trial, in between George Hodel and our biological grandmother, Tamar Hodel. And not only was her identity completely shattered and she found out, oh, I also might be possibly the product of incest and he's accused of killing this woman. And she found out he was accused of killing other people as well. And that didn't scare mom away, surprisingly. No. <laughs> but um, like Yvette said, Yvette was little. She Mom had Yvette when, you know, she had just, you know, she was 15, just turned like a, she had her a week after she turned 16. But she came back multiple times to get to know her biological mother. And on one of those trips, she got pregnant with me. <laughs> and she it was the first white man she'd ever slept with hence I know you know I know this is on YouTube and going to be on the podcast but yes I am blonde hair blue eyed but mom made the conscious decision to raise Yvette and I in Hawaii because she knew she's like if I'm going to have a a daughter that's going to come out most likely looking haole or looking white and Mm -hmm. my you know biracial beautiful daughter Yvette if I'm going to raise these two girls I don't want them to go through what I went through So she consciously decided, and she fell in love with Hawaii and the Aloha spirit. So I came along in 1978. And so mom raised us. And I I can't even begin to tell you, Des, how amazing our mom was. I mean, I I know you've, you know all about our family. I'm sure you saw her light shining through the darkness of her story, because that's who our mother was. But she raised us raised us with such pure aloha and love despite the darkness that she came from and she never hid it from us from a very young age Yvette and I we knew the stories we we didn't Mm -hmm. know the in-depthness and how dark it really truly was until we were a little older but we we knew about George Hodel we knew about the Black Dahlia we knew about all of the things and it didn't stop her from loving us unconditionally. And mm-hmm. she was just 
this amazing human being and like Yvette said, born unbreakable. And she, her whole life, like Yvette said, when she was eight years old, she knew she had to tell her story. So she like wrote about it in the 80s. She got a writer to write, self-publish a book. And she, it was called One Day She'll Darken. And then she was on this path. She even had a movie that has never been released called Pretty Hattie's Baby that they filmed in 1991 starring Alfre Woodard, Alfre Charles Woodard. S. Dutton, Jill Clayburgh, Allison Jill Elliott, Clayburgh. Tess Harper, Tess Harper, who has now passed and Jill Clayburgh has now as well. But yeah. it, it was incredible. But our mom believes that George Hodel had that movie stopped. We don't have any proof of that, but that was her feeling her whole life. So she was given this amazing gift to bring her story to the world and then it was taken away. So she kept going mm -hmm. and kept going and kept going. And she finally met our beloved Ohana, Patty Jenkins. <laughs> and she met her in 2010 and I'll let Yvette take the rest of that. And sorry, it's like going to be most of your, your show. Des, let's explain <laughs> no, this it is, all. This is, I mean, this is, so the, this is the heart, this is the heart yeah. of it. You, you have such a rich story. And the, the, the reason people come to this podcast is to understand and make connections so they can take that into their own life and say, you know, perspective. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if there's any, any people that can provide perspective about overcoming and persevering, it's both mm -hmm. of you. So I, I love hearing this from you both, the, you know, the story and how it's unfolded. Mm -hmm. So 2010. 2010. Right. So 2010. And I just have to say that just to piggyback off of what Rasha said a little bit, our mother was like she was very conscious of all of the decisions that she was making to continue to do better and be better because of her circumstances. So fast forward 2010, she meets Miss Patty Jenkins. And, you know, I had, it's so funny because I had been with my mom in LA, like going to all these meetings, meeting, meeting all these different people, Kevin Costner, Oprah, Witt, like all these meetings, you know, she pounded the pavement, mm -hmm. you know, in LA trying to get this story done. So when she finally met Patty, she she knew and my mom would always call and she'd be like, this is the one <laughs> <She'd be> like, <laughs> every time this is the one every time. And Rasha and I would be like, OK, okay mom. mom, I mean, we we always believe, but, you know, you just never know. Right. And so she's like, "I this Patty Jenkins is the one. So Patty, she wrote Patty wrote mom a check for one hundred dollars, basically to I forget what the exact term is, but to, option to hold, option to hold, you know, mom for a year. But Patty said, Fana, you know, there's there's no guarantee that I can do this in a year because she was just getting ready to do Wonder Woman. So you can imagine that that that's a huge project. Mom was like, no, I'm going to wait. So she kept getting another check year <laughs> after year for a $100 option, which she never cashed. She never cashed. By the way, we still have those checks. Mm -hmm. She never cashed them. And finally, it came to fruition. <sighs> Yeah, it came to fruition and Patty said, Chris Pine, I told Chris Pine the story when we were on Wonder Woman and Chris Pine is like, what are you waiting for? You need to do this story. Hi. Yeah. Hello. He's so intense, by oh, the way. Oh, and he's beautiful. He's, I watched every, every episode in the series and I was like, 
he i can't imagine anyone else no. playing him yeah and he's, he never did the same take twice we were there for 90 percent of it and he's one of the most incredible actors i have ever seen work in my life ever 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 <laughs> so talented when he went in when he was in the in the in hospital the morgue, in the mo the morgue mm. and he went in there and he got all beat up when he came i was like Oh my gosh. <laughs> what was it like to go in there? Oh and that's my Rocky gosh. Faulkner did all of the makeup, which was incredible. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, yeah. He just got his ass yep. kicked. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. So, so good. So yeah. So Chris was like, Patty, you have to do this. Then Sam Sheridan came on board, which is Patty's husband. And he wrote, you know, uh, the screenplay basically with Chris's character in mind and mom, you know, this was, this is, you know, during the time that her mom had, you know, breast cancer. So she knew that this was happening and she read the pilot know, it, and worked the with pilot Sam. and worked with Sam. And it was like, you know, if you, if you were to see my mom, like we knew what she was going through, but she was so strong Des, and so fierce that you would have never known she was sick. She was like, I'm going to be here till I'm 99. Like I have work to do. <sighs> yeah. And. And it was two years after her passing that her story was finally no, released. No, well, yes, you're right. Does I mean, 2019. Yeah, sorry. But did, we were on set out, like, six weeks after we lost after. mom to breast cancer. So. So that process started. Oh yeah, really because um, Chris had already been cast. Carl Franklin had been brought on as another director because Patty only directed the first two episodes because she had to go do Wonder Woman 1984, mm -hmm. and then she eventually brought in uh, directors like I said, Carl Franklin and Vic Mahoney. But Mom knew about Carl and about Chris, and India Isley, who plays our mom, was cast mm -hmm. about ten days so after Mom good. died, and she. Yeah embodied and still embodies our mom's spirit every day like she is such a beautiful shining light but mom knew it was coming but yeah patty and chris and india and golden brooks like and sam everyone they had us on set and we were only supposed to come for one week and we were there for the majority of filming and it was what what was it yvette surreal it, it was surreal you know <laughs> It was so many different emotions, Des, because like we said, you know, our mother had started this project since she was eight. Like she had the vision and the mission, you know, to do this. So it was hard because, you know, there was a part of us that was so devastated from losing our mom. And the fact that she, this is her story, this is her dream, <laughs> and she's not here sitting in her chair was really it was really hard, but at the same time, it was, you know, we were still grieving and a part of that was helping us with our mm -hmm. grieving because it was bringing her back to life, mm -hmm. you know, and in a different yeah, way, different because way. think, think about the legacy. Yes, exactly. Right. Because when, when you have this kind and this is what I think is so important for anybody that's listening is we, we carry with us sometimes this burden. Of, of the past of this darkness and 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 some and and somehow you might tell yourself well this must be what I'm destined mm -hmm. for because this is where I came from and your mom is an, an example of turning the tide yes. Yes. she's an example of 
taking the other route and 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 just being so fearless <laughs> her whole life changing generations of you know all the yep. shit yep. i mean yep. you know for anybody you know who who's listened understands what we're talking about here but but that's that's a huge shift to make to change a legacy mm -hmm. because when you hear the name hodel you can decide how you what you associate with that yeah. and she's changed that totally different what did it mean to you both to do root of evil what 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 did that conversation sound like between the two of you they go hey let's just let's take this a step further and just you know <laughs> dig right in and Ooh. share all well of first of all it was not our idea yeah um we idea. were approached i believe we were actually on set for reshoots in 2018 so you are correct so we we filmed the majority of of you know of season one of i am the night through it was all of two or like the end of 2017 into the beginning of 2018 we we shot in um honolulu hawaii and kualoa ranch makaha side in like march oh i love mm -hmm. that i rode horses yes! there well we shot yeah, there jurassic world is not the only ones who filmed there <laughs> Hello. But don't get it twisted. I know that was like the spring of 2018. But then we had reshoots that summer, a handful of reshoots, and Sam Sheridan approached Yvette and I and was like, "Yeah, so you know, TNT really wants to do this companion podcast since I'm the Night is just inspired by your mom's life, and we know how crazy the truth is." We want you to do a podcast, like just to go with the show. No big deal. You know, it's fine. Like, and Yvette and I are like, what's a podcast? But, but first we were like, but first we what were do you, what do you need for that? Do you have to buy things? You just turn on your computer. Is there like an app right. for that? What do you do? But at first we were like, you know, straight away because we love Patty and Sam and we were like, of course, sure, we'll do it. And then we were like, what's a podcast? Yeah. But mom, mom knew, like mom, she had been recording herself and interviewing other people on cassette tape for mm -hmm. years and years and years. So she left us with all of, well, she left us with so much, not just audio, but she didn't get rid of anything. Like we have everything she ever left us in a storage unit that, you know, we all as a family have paid for for 20 plus years, no matter where in the world we've been living and so it was uh, TNT brought in powerhouse podcasters from Cadence 13. They brought in Zach Levitt, who is an Emmy Award winning filmmaker, documentarian. And this was his first big foray into podcasting. And he convinced our entire family to do it. And he chose Yvette and I to be the host. And honestly, the, the rest you is history. You are the chosen ones. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All because of Zach Levitt. <laughs> mastermind i like to call zach our brother from another mother mm. that's another beautiful human talk about born unbreakable yeah. like he's yeah. whew, he's such a good 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 soul yeah such an amazing guy and you know we got the phone call from him and we were like i was in my car going somewhere i don't know where you were rasha and i think i was home i was here he started telling us you know about you know what he wanted to do and just talking to him and listening to him he he saw us for who we were and he just kind of like cradled us, which was so amazing. And I, I, I can't even begin to tell you like how 
amazing that experience was with Zach. But with that being said, when they came up with the title, we're like, we're not the root of evil. <laughs> like, we're like, what are you talking <laughs> like, about? You want like, us? But we're fun to show evil. Yeah. <laughs> but we get it. He explained. Zach explained. Yes, he, explained he explained it. You know. So <laughs> we're we're the purple flower coming out. You know, the root of evil is George. But our mom, like you said, she broke that generational trauma cycle. It. Our mom didn't yeah. even like raise her voice to us ever. You know what I mean? Like she was that. Well, to you, she did. I don't remember that. <laughs> Apparently, I was a little bit of a kolohe or a troublemaker when I was a baby. I don't remember. <laughs> she never take out one slipper. No, no, she never, never no, take out one no. slipper. She, but she my sister, my I, I, I was afraid of my sister, and she never, ever had to do anything physical to me. I'm like, I'm never doing drugs. I'm never drinking because my sister Yvette will kick my okole into the ground. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was afraid. I was like, oh, no, sister mom would have let play. me do anything. <laughs> she was. <laughs> she was a delicate. Oh my player. god, she was. Oh my god, she she really was. But there were times when Rasha, when she was younger, like my mom would be like, Rasha, don't do that. Rasha, I all said, gently. I said, don't do that. Rasha, like she'd do it like ten times, and then the last time she'd be like, Rasha. Yeah, see, I don't remember that. I blocked all that from my memory. I only have good memories. Yeah. <laughs> but it was for me, you know, like it was beautiful because, and I I talk about it a little bit on Root of Evil. I'm talking about it a lot on facing evil i had the the dichotomy of being half time with mom and yvette and half time with my dad and my my dad was verbally physically and emotionally abusive up into my 20s so like i just like i think i blocked out anything bad not that mom i mean literally like she maybe raised her voice to me like once or twice but like that was my safe space was being with mom and yvette you know, because I had such evil on this other side, which I haven't talked to him since I told him I was a lesbian in 2009. So, c'est la vie. But, yeah, like, our mom, she just raised us to see and know love. Yeah. yeah. that One of my favorite moments that you talked about is when you told when you came out and you told your mom. Yeah. <laughs> about being a lesbian and then and she said something to you like oh why do you have to call why does it have to have a title right. don't you just love people no mama i'm never yeah. sleeping with a boy again i love specific people yeah specific ones yeah. but yes i have like agape yeah. love right oh yeah, she, loved agape. she loved agape like she went she lived in la and went to agape all the time oh my god that's oh so god. funny and baha'i she, she did everything did yeah. yeah she was good she was good friends actually with i think it was michael michael beckman the one of the lead guys. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. She was always searching yeah. for that spirituality and that yeah. That love. But again, yeah. again, she made a conscious choice, you know, to surround herself with great people that were very positive and, you know, were always lifting and moving her up and spiritually grounding herself and and growing, you know, our mother was a big believer in God and, you know, spirit and faith mm-hmm. because she was raised in a black community. You know, she was raised in the church. So she was rooted in that, even though as hard as it was, you know, dealing with the racism, I always like to say mom was really rooted in love. So that that played a big part of who she was, you know, going forth into her adult years. Mm hmm. What I love 
about both of you is, so, so you do Root of Evil, which you were encouraged to do. So you were approached about it. But then, then came along Facing Evil, which I've been listening to and, and is amazing. So what, what led to that? Gosh, you know, after Root of Evil, Root of Evil was such a huge success that we started getting, you know, a lot of attention, but it wasn't the type of attention that we necessarily wanted because we, we kept getting an approach by different people to do different types of true crime podcasts, but in a very salacious way. And that, you mm. know, that's, that's not who we are. That's not, that's not who we are. We're Fauna Hodel's daughters <laughs> and, you know, Root of Evil was brought about because of I Am the Night and, you know, Patty and Sam and then Zach Levitt. So for us to carry on our mother's legacy, we really had to, you know, find people that saw us for who we were. And it just so happened we were at the iHeartRadio Podcast Awards, you know, in January of 2020. And we met, we were with Zach. Gosh, right before the right pandemic. Before, we were on the red carpet, right yep. before the world shut down. Right, right before it shut down. You were like, oh, good thing we got to yeah. do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we were, we were with Zach and, you know, at the Podcast Awards, you know, everybody is networking, but we were so like focused on Zach and we're like, Zach, what can we do next? You know, but Zach is like, he's so precise in the things that he wants to do. And we're so like positive, <laughs> you know, it was like, they were trying to figure it out, but it, you know, it just wasn't happening. So we also met Donald and Payne and I'll let Rasha jump in from there. So it was actually on the red carpet. We were standing in line. We, so standing in front of us was Gabby Dunn and Mal Bloom, who are an amazing LGBTQ plus couple. And we were, I was like chatting with them and we like already became BFFs. And then behind us were Payne Lindsay, Donald Albright from Tenderfoot TV, both the co-founders of Tenderfoot TV, and Neil Strauss, the host of To Live and Die in L.A. And Zach knew them because Zach had helped on To Live and Die in L.A. And they all, everyone in the true crime podcasting genre, they know each other. It doesn't matter who they work for or where they're from. And he introduced us on the red carpet. And Donald just locked in on us and we just made this connection and you could tell a few times that night he he kept trying to come up to us but we were like again we had just lost because <laughs> we were nominated for best true crime podcast i think we lost to man in the window they equally wonderful um but so we're like just focusing on zach and donald made his way and he's just like what you two ladies did with root of evil blew my mind you're absolutely beautiful human beings didn't say anything like he's just like I just wanted you to know that you know and then we connected on social media and just a few months later he's like all right who you signed with what are you doing you know like can we have a meeting you know and he saw us for who we were he's like yeah. your sisters I I want to share that yes mm -hmm. the way in is through true crime because that's how people know you but how do we do this in a different way? And like for Yvette and I, we have been given this amazing platform and gift, which started with mm -hmm. our beautiful mom, Fauna Hodel. And she always, always wanted us to work together. She wanted us to write always. a book, which we are. And she wanted us to, you know, do, I mean, if she would have known what a podcast was, she would have been like, do a podcast, you know, like, <laughs> but I'm telling you, like she was just way ahead of her time. She was podcasting before she knew what podcasting was. And so 
we like Donald just saw that he saw that we were Fauna Hodel's daughters and we wanted to have conversations that weren't being had. Right. So, mm-hmm. and nothing against anyone who's in the true crime arena or who has been, but there's not really at least, I know there's a little bit of queer representation in true crime, but there's not a whole lot of African-American representation. There's not a lot of lesbian representation. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. And we want to tell stories. We want to tell stories that aren't being yeah. told. Like we want to talk about Tina Fontaine, who was an indigenous young girl who was murdered in Canada. That happens every day. And mm-hmm. it doesn't get talked about enough or, you know, people of color or Black Lives Matter cases or, you know, we're talking about the big cases, too. But we're doing true crime, but really it's society and culture. We're having conversations and as sisters we we can have those open conversations and we have trevor to rein us in like you said does right. and we exactly and <laughs> he's brilliant yes, he's, i love him yeah we have an amazing he is so, and his voice Stop. right <laughs> right out of town with that with his deep i voice know i'm just like oh what's he gonna say oh, next that's exciting i always want to listen um, to what trevor says yeah, he's he just he's he's a like he's like Lester Holt. Yeah, yes. Lester Holt, you know, on Dateline yes. and everything. I'm like, ooh, Lester Holt, what's he talking about? I love Lester. You know, it's like there's just voices like that where you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. I took this. But what it's beautiful how you bring so much together. And I think that's the the unique gift that you're bringing to podcasting and the true crime genre because you are sisters. And you have that connection and you and you're bringing forth such important things and at the end of the day we we are living in society every day mm-hmm. and and we're in, we're in an evolving country in a, in a global universe now everything is digital and so people are seeking information there's still people today who are discovering what a podcast oh, yeah. is you know, so for as many thousands and thousands and thousands of podcasts that are out there, there's still people going, Oh, what's this? Oh, you can, Oh, it's free. And right. you know, all this stuff. And so you're, you're, it's a platform that is providing people with the, with a choice of where to go to, to get information. And you're, you're really getting into this, this industry that, that's, uh, opening the door even further opening the door even further for for such important issues and just bring bringing it together in such a special way and i love how you bring the culture mm-hmm. into it yes. that's such a special thing i love how at the end of your episodes in facing evil you 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 do that imua yes. and you and you talk about moving forward because you know when people think about true crime it is dark yeah. it is sad yeah. There's, there's the, you know, you're, it's not all warm and fuzzies usually after you're, you're listening to an episode, but when you give some, some hope and some faith and some support that, that changes, you know, the, the way that people can look at a situation that isn't, you know, so bright. I love that. I think it's it's Mm -hmm. important for us to all have empathy and compassion, you know, and I think we lack that in the world. So that is why we're trying to bring, you know, I always like to say we're trying to bring heart to true crime, you know, Mm -hmm. by bringing, you know, the light into the darkness. It's so important. Mm -hmm. And that that's who our mother was. You know, she was this incredible light that, you know, was the grown up grew up in this 
you know, somewhat darkness and then found out, you know, about this other darkness, but she never let that define who she was. Somehow, some way, she kept moving forward. Not all people can do that, you know, but that's why we want to be, that's why we're storytellers. Right. So we can give people that hope, you know, to, Mm -hmm. to move onward and upward somehow, some way, because as we know, there's not always going to be closure in a lot of these stories. Right. But they're, yeah, it's, it's more, it's more making peace. Yes. Right. Making peace with with a situation with yourself and having the ability to move on. So people, I'm sure one of the questions that anybody who's listening that that's learned about you both is wondering is, is what's next? Mm -hmm. You know, because now they've 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 discovered you and this gift of storytelling and they're intrigued by by both of you and and what you're putting into the world. What when you look at the next, you know, one to three years what's in store what are you what are you working on what are you looking forward to a beautiful question does so great question <laughs> i can tell you for sure <laughs> because of our amazing team at tenderfoot tv and iHeartRadio, we're bringing facing evil to you every week every thursday for at least two years <laughs> and so that we can say for sure for sure and we have an amazing literary and public you know publishing agent and Yvette and I have always wanted to write a book together and multiple books that's definitely coming and I know for me and I know Yvette will answer in her own words but I, I know that I believe that representation matters and just by living my life out loud the life that I live with my wife our daughter, my beautiful sister, and our amazing team at Facing Evil, I think that I can make a positive difference in the world, which is what our mom always wanted to do. Like, even though she would tell everyone her life story, she wanted to know yours. She wanted to know about everyone. And she, you know, it's not politically correct to say, but she didn't see color because she had gone through so much. Like, of course, if she were here now, we'd explain, <laughs> you know, all the things and we'd get her, you know, up to PC and all that stuff. But her ultimate goal was to heal the world, as cheesy as that sounds. And I I just want to do that in in our little own way. Absolutely. It's, it's interesting that you say that, you know, it's something you can do. You are doing it, Rasha. Like you've already changed the world with what you're doing and you're just doing more of it. That's the thing that's, that's, that's so incredible. But Yvette, what were you going to add about what you're working on? You know, I, Rasha, you know, said all the things that, you know, we were working on and, you know, who's to say what's to come. I think Rasha and I are like, we are vessels for good. You know, mm-hmm. and I always like to say, you know, it's so important just to do and be better. Each and every single one of us, you know, we're all evolving as humans and we're all constantly learning. And I think one of the things that I always preach, I preach to my sister, I preach to all of my friends is if we just take the time to listen to one another, there will, we will have some common ground. And I just think that's, it's so important in the world that we live in today. 
Fancy that. Can you right? imagine? <laughs> right? Everyone just did a little bit more. Just, just a little just bit. Just be a little kind. Just, just a little just bit. Little. That would change so much. Change and so is CrimeCon in your future? Uh, yes. <laughs> and that is a question for Tenderfoot and iHeart. But we... <laughs> just, just putting it, putting out, it out there. Out. Maybe this is like a public service yes, announcement. Like we'll a request be there. from your audience. Yeah, we, <laughs> we hadn't released. I think our trailer dropped on June 30th. So they thought it was too soon to send us to this year. But we will be at Podcast Movement. So in nice. Dallas, Texas. So... Texas. Texas. I don't know what us Hawaiians are going to do there. Be like, what? What is that? I don't wear boots. I wear slippers. Barbecue together, Hawaiian barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, have you ever had a malasada? Oh, oh, damn. Worth every carb. (laughs) Every carb. Or some lao lao. Yeah. That's protein. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Lomi lomi salmon. So good. So yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I I was telling I was telling Rosh and Yvette that I went to CrimeCon this year, just as a you know super crime junkie fan. Um, obviously, I'm in a self help right. genre, but I'm, I'm obsessed <laughs> with, with true crime, and um, it it was so amazing. You know, like the the first picture that I took with that uh, with Josh Mankiewicz from Dateline. Oh, was, were you fangirling? Or like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. And um, um, Chris Hansen, who hosts How to Catch a Predator. I haven't. I was like, you catch that. those predators. Chris. Oh my gosh, catch them, catch them catch all. Them. Um, <laughs> catch them. But it was so cool. Just all those just shows, like the thing about Pam, and right, you know, right, and right. just to just to say, well, I and I love the the. Uh, that's why I love you so much is I like the stories from families and them talking about what the experience was like of them overcoming, you know, that kind of thing. So that's, that's so awesome. One of the questions that I had for you is what, what would you tell somebody who has darkness and, and maybe has in their in their family in their history a darkness that is affecting them it's impacting them and 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 maybe even feels like they're getting held back from it what, what would you tell that person you know I think what we would definitely tell them is that you have to know that you know what is going on in your family or the generational trauma that has happened in your family does not define who you are and to make, to try and make those conscious choices to surround yourself with the helpers, because that is one thing our mother did so very well does. She found the helpers in her story that helped to elevate her out of the darkness. So it's so important who you surround yourself with so very important because as mm-hmm. we know if if you keep that evil negative energy around you that's that is going to weigh you down that is that is going to hold you back so you have to let me just say it again <laughs> and say it loud you have to look for the helpers yeah and i want to add on to that i'm I'm not plagiarizing here, but I am going to share a piece of advice that our beautiful Ohana member or family member, Patty Jenkins, actually just shared with us yesterday. And she said, in the darkness, there is always light. 
you always have to look for the light. And I've said that to many, many friends and family who have been in that darkness before. And sometimes I know, like I can honestly, I know I can be a lot for some people because I always come with the positivity. I'm always gonna look at the glass half full. I'm always gonna look for the light in the darkness because of what I've come through, what others around me have gone through and because of our family history. Like our mom never let us, never let that define who we are or let it define us. So I always try to just lead with the light you know and it's okay like you can be on a pile on the floor crying you can be sit in that darkness but only for a little bit like get back up and stay (laughs) yeah yeah. and And that's keep moving onward and upward like yeah keep persevering that's how that's how our mother was you know she she never stayed in that and you know mom had some hard times she, mm-hmm. but you would never know that Mm-mm. you know the closest to her her children would know this but she never wallowed in that she always mm-hmm. mustered up that courage and that perseverance to to move onward and upward and that's that's what grounds Rasha and I you know that that Mua, is that is, right? Mua, that is really what resides in our soul because as we know we cannot make everybody happy Mm-mm. and nor should we try to but mm-hmm. what we can do is be kind right most importantly and treat others the way that you would want to be treated yourselves and my mother our mother lived her life like that incredible are there is there any self-limiting belief that you've had to overcome through your process of healing and your journey of growth. Ooh. So, Des, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you. I was I was doing some homework and listening to Born Unbreakable, and I knew this question was coming, <laughs> but I still didn't know the answer. When I was like, "She's gonna ask that. I gotta be ready." I'm like, "Oh my god, I know." <laughs> but and I'm gonna get a little vulnerable here, but um because of everything that has happened in our family and our ohana and everything I've personally gone through, I have at times and at moments not felt like I was enough. And I know every single day, no matter what comes out of my mouth, whether I say something wrong or I hurt someone's feelings because it's never intentional or I, if I'm not perfect, it's okay because there's still tomorrow. And if you lead with aloha and lead with kindness and someone misconstrues that or some, you know, like if someone doesn't think I'm enough, I know that I am because I'm learning, I'm evolving. And I've definitely had to overcome that. And I still do every day. You know, you just, you know, something will be said online and I'll never acknowledge it, but I'll be crying tears to my wife and my sister and been like, what? They being so mean and they brush it off. And then I'm like, okay, all right. <laughs> like, but in those moments, that's definitely, you know, it's, it's hard, but you know, I am enough and we all mm-hmm. are as long as we 
have our heart in the right place. I never want to intentionally hurt or harm anyone or anything. Absolutely. Wow, it's beautiful. What about you, Yvette? Wow, that's such a deep question, Des. And I think for me, you know, the mo- the hardest moment that I had in my life was when I lost my mom. Um, I'm a Leo, like we've talked about before. Leo, you have the same I- birthday as my Aww. sister. I know. We discovered I know. this. Yeah. But, you know, Leos oh. are, my mom was a Leo, August 1st. Um, when I lost her, when we lost her, I, I was telling Patty this, like at our mom's celebration of life, you know, after she passed and I felt like I lost my identity and I was always this strong, you know, I could walk through fire, do anything. But the, the moment that, that love left me, I felt defeated. I felt I, I, yeah, I felt defeated and it took me, you know, going through therapy and getting help and, you know, talking to my sister and my family members and my friends who supported me to help me build myself back up, you know, and what I realized is, you know, my mom is not here on this earth. Her physical body is not here on this earth, but her presence and her legacy is living through me and through Rasha. So, yeah. yeah, it's it's interesting because you know you you had the feeling that you lost love, but I think you are love, mm-hmm. and and that's the beautiful gift that your mom left to you both is you are what exactly what she wants emanated in the world and there there's nothing more beautiful than that if she was here today you know and i've seen you you post about her and i see the the love in her her spirit and everything that you've shared and that's exactly how she would feel oh does she would love you (laughs) oh my gosh Oh, stop. I, I haven't cried on any podcast except for Facing Evil, Des. This is like an <laughs> Oprah moment. <laughs> so, I, you know, I, I was um, looking at this, this episode because this is number 111, stop. you know, for oh. my show. There's, and there's, there's beauty in the, and I, 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 you know, That's I channel the number. I mean, 11, 11. Yeah. Out. And so I was looking at it because, you know, of the meaning and, and it's considered a sign of enlightenment, which I, which I certainly hope that anyone listening has felt a little bit of that. And it represents self-love, mm-hmm. abundance, luck, and it's, it's your inner voice uh, telling you to focus on des- your desires and not to give mm-hmm. up. And so there's there's some serendipity there. Yes. It just so happened. The universe called us together and all the stars aligned with your crazy schedules <laughs> and everything that's going on. You know, that that we could we could put something together out there that is gonna gonna bring some abundance and um, you know, enlightenment to somebody in the world today that decides to to listen to this episode. So I I I have to ask before we go, where, where can people find you? 
because now they're like, okay, well, we want to keep yeah. up. Well, what's going on? How do we know what's next and what's going on with facing evil yes. and all this stuff? So yes. where do they go yes. to do well, that? How do they follow well, you? How do yes. they find you? First of all, Des, mahalo nui loa. Thank you so much for having us here. And yes, it was destiny. We were supposed to be here in this moment on this day. And whoever is listening, you're supposed to be listening to this right now too. I'm a firm believer. Yvette and I are. Our mom was. I can tell that you are. Yes. So all the things, yes. But I am the social media queen. <laughs> so I, <laughs> you can find me on all the things, just at Rasha Pecorero. And we do have at Facing Evil Pod. We don't run that. Our beautiful team at iHeart and Tenderfoot TV and our PR team run it. But that you can connect with us there. And of course, Facing Evil drops every Thursday on every single streaming podcast app you can think of. But number one choice, of course, is iHeart or Apple Podcast, please. <laughs> but you can listen to it on all the things. You can stream I Am the Night, our mom's limited series on TNT. And Root of Evil, which is a limited series, is only eight episodes, bingeable. Yvette and I hold your hands through it. And I'll let Yvette say the rest yes and i am only on instagram under ywblend blend because she doesn't do know, the, my, the my, twatter my local my local term i don't do twatter <laughs> i don't do twatter and i don't do facebook anymore um so yes ywblend blend but most importantly every thursday you know we drop a new episode um come along for the ride and again as we held your hand like rasha just said for root of evil like that's what we want to do that's what we're doing in facing evil as well and Des, you are yes. you are just a enlightened being, and so much love for you. Like I have so much love for you. Like in the island girls together, it's just it's just a vibe, right? It's just a vibe. And Good we're gonna vibe, hug in so person I, soon. I know we are, we are, and it's nice that we're all in the same like part of the country. Yes, all yes. on the western yes. um, part. You know, maybe we can have a little um, rendezvous in Hawaii yes, where please. we all I'm you know, have our heart. Yes. Right. That's with us all the yes. time, no matter. And that's yep. a beautiful thing about the culture is it doesn't matter where you are because it is with you. And I think if, if anybody's ever met somebody who's grown up from that spirit, they know exactly what that means because we carry it with us. It's a, it's in our essence. It's in our being. And so that's it's such a beautiful thing. So this is this is just the first of, of many uh, moments that I, I believe that we'll have together. But I, I can't thank you enough. I know that there's, you know, many phone calls and many messages that you get. And I'm, I'm just appreciative that you took time out of your busy schedule to share a little bit of, of hope and inspiration for people who right now, honestly, we are in a world that needs it now more than ever. So I have unlimited gratitude for you both. Thank you so much for coming on the show and today. Thank you for you, Des. You're changing Aloha. the world every day with Absolutely. what you do. Unbreakable. Born <laughs> unbreakable. Malama pono ahuiho. Ahuiho. Imua. Imua. Awesome, ladies. I feel so incredibly blessed and honored to have had Rasha Picarero and Yvette Gentili on the show. Once again, they are the co-hosts of the 
insanely popular podcast called Root of Evil, the true story of the Hodel family and the Black Dahlia, aka Elizabeth Short, who was murdered in Los Angeles back in 1947, and their great-grandfather, George Hodel, was a prime suspect. You've got to listen to the story to get the full details, and you will understand more of the context of everything that we talked about on the show today. George Hodel had a very disturbing life. He actually died in 1999 at the age of 91 in San Francisco, California. Very, very, very interesting. What I hope you took away from today's episode is to have hope and to have faith. There is darkness that comes into our lives often unexpectedly and it can leave a cloud, but there is sunshine through the darkness. Just like Rasha was saying, you know, where there is darkness, there is light. Lean into that, believe that whatever you may be going through, whatever you have experienced, if there is something that is dark, that is evil, that is holding you back, make the decision today to change that. As Yvette was talking about, surround yourself with those supporters, the people who pour love into you, who see the beauty in you so that you can release that negativity that you might be holding on to. You are not your past. You are not the bad things that have happened in your past or happened to you. Life is happening for you. And we have this opportunity while we're here living and breathing on this earth to give and be good and kind people in the world. Don't let a bad past hold you back. I really, truly hope in my heart of hearts that Rasha and Yvette inspired you today to move forward, or imua, as we would say in Hawaiian, to release that negativity, to embrace the future and everything that it has to offer, and choose to be a light choose to be a light in your own life and for all of the people that are around you that you have influence on that is something i think we all underestimate is the power of influence that we have it doesn't matter whether it's one person or a million people just by the way that we show up in the world impacts the experiences of everybody we encounter So we have the ability to do good and to make those encounters and experiences memorable, incredible moments. So choose that. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is definitely one of my favorite episodes because I am such a fan of true crime, but more importantly, just a fan of these two women as human beings in this world. If you haven't already, subscribe or follow the Born Unbreakable podcast. Tune in for inspirational 
every single week, twice a week, Wednesdays and Saturdays are when episodes come out, drop a rating and review. On this episode or on the show overall, it does mean a lot. I do read all of the feedback. And if you have an idea or a topic that you want me to cover, reach out des at bornunbreakable.com or you can DM me on Instagram at bornunbreakable. Please remember that you are your only limit. So take action today. I will see you next time on the next episode.